This is the Teaching Primary Music Podcast, where you will learn effective, tried and true methods to teach children the gospel of Jesus Christ through music. I am Courtney Ekman. And I am Charlotte Dance. This is a simple and sweet bonus episode to help you plan and prepare a schedule for the upcoming year. This information might seem a little bit overwhelming, especially for a new primary music leader. We highly recommend that this not be your first episode that you listen to of our podcast. There are a lot of things in here that we talk about in depth in in some of our other episodes that we are going to just gloss over here. These things that we are going to be talking about are meant for your support. If you find them helpful, then that's why we made them. And if you don't, they're just toppings on ice cream. Sprinkles, if you will. Here for you if you like them, but certainly not necessary. I am a planner and Sharla goes more with the flow and somehow it all always works out. In order to plan well, you need to know what it takes to learn a song. So here is Sharla with a quick review. One of the things that I found is that a child needs to be exposed to the song and then sleep on it. They need to be engaged with the song and then sleep on it again. They need to be engaged in another part of their brain and then sleep on it again. And that way, even without drilling, all of a sudden you have all of these hooks in the brain that can help the child relate to the song, feel a feeling about the song, and want to be singing the song. But it takes about four weeks in a primary setting of this song. And so somehow you need to plan four different experiences. And then even four weeks after that, you need to review the song again so the brain goes, oh. I need to remember this and it gives yet another experience. So you're trying to plan out what experiences that you're going to have. Can I just mention, if you're going to teach two verses, the closer you have the verses together, the more likely the brain will to mix the verses up. So you're teaching a verse of a song, even though they know the melody, it fits differently with the different words to a different verse. So you have to do it in a, yet again, three to four different experiences down the road from it. And it seems like, whoa, we're never going to learn this song, but I promise it comes easily because you're teaching three songs per week. Would you tell us about the song experience worksheet? Yes. So the song experience worksheet is a PDF that you can find in the Charla Dance Facebook group and on Charla's website, teachingprimarymusic.com. And it's just a simple little worksheet. You download it once and then you print a copy for each verse of each song that you plan on teaching. There are two columns. One is for older children, and then the right-hand column is for younger children, and then it walks you through the different experiences that you can think about for teaching this song. The first one is Make the Music Come Alive, and that is melody maps, rhythm bands, anything that really brings the spirit of the music to life for the children. And then the second is purposeful movement to a steady beat. And we have it in two columns because you would maybe do something a little bit different for older children that would challenge them. And then something a little bit more basic for younger children. More complicated for the older children. Then we have visual intrigue, which includes things like the puzzle games where you put the puzzle pictures together or memory matching with pictures or anything that includes images. The next one that works for both 
but slightly differently would be concrete representations of words. That is things like sign language or movements that mean something, mm -hmm. those kinds of activities. Also, any kind of colors like a heart that represents love and where does it fit in and how do we get it? So it's a representation of a concept, but it is not a text, it is not using letters. And then the fifth one that should really be part of all of them is testimony. One thing that you could do for younger children for testimony that works really well is to do a story song because it's simple, it's short, it naturally gives them the feeling of the song. It brings in automatically an emotion and not just younger children, the older children love them too and it will let them associate a feeling with the song and let the Holy Ghost speak to them because that's how it speaks, it's through our feelings. So then we have a couple more options in the older children column because their brains are more developed. There are a few more things that they take really well to that the younger children aren't quite ready for. So in the older children column, we also have interaction with others. And that is things like partner rhythms, the eraser pass game, the envelope game. Anything where they're interacting with each other in order to learn. And they do need that. And they have all of a sudden passed the developmental level of partner play, which is side-by-side -side parallel play, to, yes, let's interact together, which five- and six-year-olds just don't do yet. Finally, in the older children column, we have logic, which are puzzles and codes like crack the code or color codes or any kind of logic pattern. The thing about it is you want the kids to feel safe, you want them to feel successful, and so your planning makes their lives safe and successful. Once you've completed a worksheet for each verse of each song you would like to introduce, you are ready for the 2023 Singing Time Planner. At this point, putting together a plan feels a lot more like piecing together a puzzle. There are just a few things to remember as you fill in the songs for the year. One, plan on introducing each verse for four weeks in a row, like we talked about. Two, try to stagger your song introductions. I try not to teach more than one brand new song a week. Remember, like Charlotte always says, the brain craves variety but needs repetition. Our brains love to explore but need to come home to the familiar. Number three, don't forget to plan review activities throughout the year. I don't necessarily mean a Sunday where you plan a game to see how well everyone remembers all eight songs you've introduced, but rather, Four weeks after you've finished teaching a song, throw it into your song mix again and do another activity with it, or even the same activity, but with a different manipulative. Like if you used ribbon wands, use scarves. Or if you used rhythm sticks, try egg shakers. Their brain automatically thinks, oh, this song is important. I need to remember it. We're going to sing it again. And by throwing in so-called review songs on a regular basis, You'll be amazed at how well they remember everything in the fall when it is time to prepare for the primary program. And fourth, as you plan each Sunday, remember that contrast is key. In order for our brains to create hooks, we need moments of change that help things stand out better. Each week's songs should have a different feel. For example, you could teach something soft and flowy, such as, I love to see the temple, and contrast it with a, something with a strong beat, like, 
I belong to the Church of Jesus Christ. And then contrast that with yet another flowy song. The activities each week should also contrast with each other. For example, I would strongly advise against teaching three different songs, but then using rhythm sticks for all three on the same Sunday. It can take a little bit of finagling to make it all fit together. I usually just plan out the first six months of the year and then reevaluate where we are in June. And I don't necessarily try to hammer out every single detail of what I am going to do all year long, but I do generally have a good idea of what my resources are and what kinds of activities I am looking for to fill in any gaps. And then all of that time planning pays off in massive dividends because each week as I prepare for that week's singing time, it probably takes me only 30 minutes. I know what I'm doing, I know what I'm working on, so I maybe make a melody map, but maybe instead I just go a little bit early and put one on the chalkboard. But it takes all of the stress out of it. I hope you find these resources helpful. Let us know in the comments how you plan and what you do to make things a little bit easier on yourselves and on your pianists and on your subs. Thank you for listening and a special thank you to Dana Carden for composing our music.